Welcome to the Marie Manucherry podcast. Over the last 30 years, it has been my joy to assist humanity in aligning with their magnificence so they may heal, discover their natural gifts, and communicate with loved ones living on the other side. May you also experience delight while we dance in the powerful, intuitive world of energy. Let's get going. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I want to talk a little bit about intuition before I go to the phone lines or the recordings. You can always go to energyintuitive.com and click on the podcast page and leave a voicemail that I will play live, well, not live, but live for me, um, and answer your question for you, which um, brings me great joy. And you get a free self-hypnosis for doing it. So thank you so much. Intuition is never, ever, ever going to make sense to your logical mind. So if you're getting intuitive hits and you're waiting for your brain to validate it, it's not going to happen. In reality, the truth the truth, the truth, the truth, truth. That's what real reality really means. And we all kind of have different realities, but there's even a supreme reality for all where there is enormous truth to behold for everyone, um, for all of us, which we can get to and experience through consciousness, through being present, being aware, choosing joy, being happy, because consciousness exists in a high vibration, not a low frequency. So the truth, the truth, the truth, the truth, of all things is the mind is meant to be quiet. It's not supposed to analyze or process. It's not supposed to give you a lot of data unless you're doing something very logical and still you don't need a lot of data. Even if you were to, you know, be working on making a big purchase, I don't recommend spending hours researching the brand or the brands. I would actually ask that you sit rest, become present in the lower half of your body, close to your emotional response system so you can be near your intuition. Pick an appliance or whatever this expensive thing is that you want to buy or need to buy from a feeling first and then do a little bit of research. Does it meet, meet safety standards? What are the reviews? So that's how I would start approaching things. Most people do it the opposite. They spend hours researching things. Um, which is exhausting. That means they're using their logical brain to overanalyze and process. It was not created to do that. Uh, so try picking things, even whatever you're going to eat for breakfast or lunch, rest in the lower half of your body and feel what food your body wants and listen to your body. So not only will your brain never agree with intuition. It will eventually, if you keep choosing intuitive solutions and answers, which I highly recommend, they're a thousand times more accurate than the logical mind, your mind will get quiet. It will go, oh, he's using his intuition. It's more accurate. I'm going to be quiet. I'm not needed right now. And the brain wants you to do that. It wants to be quiet. It's a perfectly wonderful device. Like I have to make sure I put the headphones on that. I click a certain button before I start listening to the voicemails so that you can hear them too. There's all kinds of things that we have to do in the physical realm that are critical um, to have success and flow in our life that are logical. And that's what your mind's for. It's not about analyzing or processing. So that's tip number one about intuition. Tip number two is that intuition is always expressed in a calm way, in a loving way, in a compassionate way. So if you start to get a lot of, you know, stressed out information, that is not intuitive, that is your ego, and it's not accurate. Even if your intuition is going to share something with you that you wouldn't want to hear or see or feel because intuition shows up in many different ways. Um, to be multisensory means it, you can potentially see in the multisensory world or hear in the multisensory world or feel in the multisensory world or what all professional psychics want and typically experience is just knowing us. We don't really care how the information comes to us. It can even almost be like a collage, just like when we're out in the human world, we're having multiple sensory perceptions if we allow ourselves to. So it's going to be calm. I was once in my living room before I knew I was an intuitive. And of course, the more I look back, I feel like the universe has been speaking to me as I'm sure it does to everyone. 
since I was a small child. And I was listening since I was a small child, but I think I just thought everybody thought that was normal. It wasn't until much later, like in my thirties, I began to go, oh, I still think it's normal, but a lot of people don't. <laughs> but I was in my living room um, by myself. My children were out with their dad and it was very quiet, serene, precious. And as I was walking slowly through the living room, because I loved that part of the house, I just felt this warmth and tingling come all over me, which is a sign the universe wants to talk to you. If you, if you start to see a fence glow or a part of the water glow, or you hear beautiful sounds, stop what you're doing so that the universe can send you a message. It wants to talk to you. The universe is very intelligent. We don't even need to tell it what we want. It already knows what we need and we want. What, what we're working on as we continue to connect to our vast intuitive nature is to be quiet so we can absorb the information and to not let our ego try to run the show. Because the ego will ask fearful questions and and align to things that are fearful. And that's not the universe. That's not your intuition, your higher self, God, spirit guides. None of that ex expresses itself like that. And one of our dear friends was ill. When he was quite ill, he finally got, got diagnosed. I was a new nurse. Um, and as I'm walking through the living room and I feel this warmth and tingling in my body, as if I was standing in like a beam of light. That's what it really felt like to me. And so I stopped and I listened and I was told in the most loving, delicious, I mean, it was gorgeously expressed to me that this man was going to leave his body in about six months. And he was young. He had uh, two, a teenage child and a young baby. And um, in the moment that I was being told all of this, I was so happy. I was just thrilled. I was in bliss. I wasn't upset. I wasn't sad. None of that came across to me. And that's what it's like when you're in intuition, when you're in your intuitive body, everything feels beautiful and gorgeous and as it should be, no matter what you're experiencing. And then of course, after it went away and it felt like 20 minutes, but it probably wasn't maybe five or 10. It was amazing. I still remember it to this day. And it was probably 35 years ago, something like that. And afterwards, you know, maybe an hour afterwards, because the energy stayed with me, the feeling stayed with me. That's when I started to get in my mind and analyze and process and worry. Of course, I did tell our friends <laughs> and nobody liked what I said. I didn't know they were going to tell everyone else, you know, this gentleman knew and then his wife knew and they weren't happy about it either, of course. Um, but I always believe in sharing psychic information. It, in this case, it helped people to prepare for something that was going to happen. And that's critical and important that, um, especially a young parent who's gonna leave the planet to prepare and get ready for things and for all their friends too. So I just wanted to share that story with you and remind you what intuition feels like, what it sounds like, what it looks like. It's quite beautiful, it's not alarming. It's not critical. It's not negative. That's all the mind. The mind is that way if you don't manage it. And in order to have access to your natural state of intuition, you do need to manage your brain. And remember, I like to think of the mind as like a dog. It needs constant positive praise and management. Okay, I'm going to go to the phone lines now and uh, see what's happening. I have one quick question. A couple of times in my life, I've heard my name whispered to me, and I guess when I was younger, I thought maybe that was an angel or someone trying to get my attention about something, but I was usually pretty restful and quiet, nothing that I knew of that was going on. But the main question is, um, sometimes I think about uh, a friend of mine who has passed. She used to say I was her guardian angel, and one time I had a feeling like she was around and maybe she's my guardian angel and I also hear voices in my head like a cheering section sometimes it'll say yes if I ask a question or no not sure if I'm making it up because I believe I choose the way in which I want to receive information like seeing numbers on a clock you know two 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 three 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 
They're not lottery numbers, though, because I've tried, but I think it's a way <laughs> of recognizing um, what I'm thinking about when I see these numbers. So I'll immediately look up the number and what maybe the message may be. But really just wanted to know, and I used to be very intuitive and very okay with it. I even thought at one point I controlled the situation. I decided on it, and it happened. I did it so many times and it would be the same day or even sometime instantaneously so just wondering what your thoughts about any of those are sorry if I had too many questions and I'm not going to go with my three minutes <laughs> loved your talk thank you blessings Hi. to you bye for now blessings to you as well Monica you are very intuitive and psychic I hear my name often um, I even hear the doorbell ringing in the middle of the night and I have a ring app. So I know nobody's there. I know nothing's happening and my dog just opened up the door. So he's walking into our podcast today. Hi, Charles. <laughs> Charles, how do you open the door? So you're very psychic. Um, and I think you need to work on your, on really harnessing your connection to your psychic ability, allowing it to be utilized in your life on a daily basis, and even consider a professional career as a psychic, an intuitive healer, whatever you want to call yourself. I, I, I think you would love it. I think you'd be great at it. I can tell that you're a very kind soul. You have great compassion for the human race and others. So the numbers, at least this is what I believe about the numbers, I enjoy them too as well. When I notice 1111 or 1212 or 333, what I believe is happening, but it could be a different experience for other people. I believe that the universe, my guides, my soul, because in a way we're all one. So I kind of don't care what it is, although I like to always connect to creation or God. I like to go to the highest vibrational experience I possibly can when I'm, you know, using my intuition, which is meant to be used all the time. But I believe that it, what the, that means, those numbers, is that you're on the right track. They love what you're thinking right now. Um, they love where your energy is. They, they're just giving you, yeah, thumbs up. Good job. Could it be your friend nearby? Of course, but you're psychic. So you could easily have an experience with your friend, easily have an experience with your friend. I think you just maybe have to sit down, rest in the lower half of your body. A lot of people don't know that intuition comes from the second layer of the org field where the emo emotional response system is, not from the brain. Third eye is there, acts as a television screen to deliver you know, feelings and auditory sensations and so on. Um, but if you rest in the lower half of your body, I think you could have a full out conference with your friend. Um, sh she felt lucky around you. You have good energy. And, and so she felt good when she was around you. That's why she called you her guardian angel. And I'm sure she's watching over to you. She seems funny to me. So I would hop on this train and go have some fun conversations with her because it will be a blast. Okay, Monica, I hope that's helpful. Thank you. <laughs> Hi, Marie. This is Lacey. I'm calling you from Arkansas. I'm so excited to have found you and to be able to hear from you. I'm, I'm really excited to see what you have to say. I'm wondering about uh, my son and how to be the best mother that I can be for him. He was born in the beginning of COVID. So there have been challenges that came from that. And he seems to be a really special boy. Uh, my father-in-law passed away while I was pregnant with him and was never able to meet him. And I was hoping that I might be able to hear from him or anything from my spirit guides or from you, uh, just messages for how to be the best mom that I can possibly be. Um, just anything that I could be doing better or anything at all that you can see with my son and specific needs that he may have. Thank you so much. I can't thank you enough for taking the time to listen and, and to help. I hope this finds you well. Uh, thank you, Lacey, and congratulations on your new child. All three of my daughters gave birth during COVID. So it was a little wonky, you know, no baby showers. No, nobody could go to the hospital. We were happy all of their husbands could be at the hospital with them that, when they delivered because we didn't even know if that was going to happen. So it was a little, a little wacky to be sure. Um, your father-in-law met your child um, because the soul doesn't 
usually enter the womb until birth. So, you know, as your father-in-law was crossing over, you know, he got to hang out with any future grandchildren, actually, and spend time with them and love them. And I'm sure he's meeting others that have yet to be born, future generations. So they have met. They've met in the most profound and critical ways from that one could meet as soul to soul. So don't be surprised if your son recognizes his grandfather's pictures or, or that you feel like there's some sort of recognition that occurs when you talk about him. He might, you know, perk up or smile or point at his pictures because he has met him at a very deep, profound and special level. I think the best way that any person can be a great parent, I think there's a couple of things. One, I loved saying all the time in my mind that my children were successful. And to me, success is happiness. So I don't really care, you know, like the outward signs of success. I believe true success is true fulfillment, true happiness. That's what I believe. So I would say that all the time um, as a positive energy, you know, for my children. But I think the best thing parents can do, conscientious, aware parents could do is actually do their own inner work. That makes you a better parent, healing your own wounds, you know, loving yourself, cherishing yourself, appreciating your parenting, um, honoring yourself. I think it'd be fun if you looked in the mirror and said, I'm a wonderful mother, or if that's uncomfortable an affirmation, then make it a what if question. What if I'm a wonderful mother? I think that'll be good for your energy. Your child will feel it. It will give your kid more confidence. So work on yourself. That makes us better partners, coworkers, employers, lovers, friends, by being happy and fulfilled within us. Um, yeah, that's what I think. Thank you for calling. That was lovely. Hi, Marie. This is Nancy from Florida. First, I would like to thank you for your time. I am super grateful for your generosity. I find your energy work and medical intuition absolutely fascinating. I just love it. Um, so I was hoping to ask if you can see or describe my energy the way you see it. I know from your other podcasts that you see people's energy a little bit differently. And um, do I have any energy leaks or is there anything that would be um, valuable or beneficial for me to know about? And um, if there is time and you feel so inclined, I wondered if I could ask if my guides have any messages for me. So thank you so much. I really look forward to hearing your response. Thanks again. Uh, you're very welcome. Uh, so I, I just wrote out your energy while you were talking. You do have two significant leaks and these are not my favorite leaking areas. Um, you have, um, a moderate to large leak in the crown chakra and the root. And the, so that's the seventh chakra and the first, and they're pairs for each other. They meet multidimensionally right at the solar plexus. So in a way they're cones, because when I look at into chakras, which are, you know, balls of light, um, they turn into cones for me. And um, so the tips of their cones for the first and seventh chakra in everyone's body um, move all the way through the body and meet at the solar plexus, at the third chakra, which governs the immune system, by the way. They don't touch. I've never seen the tips actually touch each other. All the chakras have a pair. So two, three, four, five, and six have a front and a back portion of their chakras. And so there's one in the back and one in the front of the body and the tips almost come together, but not quite. So energy is profound. You, you're just too nice and too kind and you care too much for people. And you, you in my opinion, you can disagree with anything I say. Um, it would be best if you started to really value yourself and your self-worth and started appreciating yourself. I think everyone should wake up in the morning because, you know, when we go to sleep at night, our energy goes off to the heavens, goes way off into the heavens and um, it gets recharged because we are also light. We're, we're really more light than, you know, than human, if you will. This is a temporary reality for us to experience, but our body is our temple. That's why it's important to listen to the body, pay attention to it. Yesterday, I had the funniest conversation with a client. I think we talked off and on our 90-minute session about please don't eat sugar. Hit it lovely bag of jelly beans near him. <laughs> he didn't want to hear about it. It was adorable, by the way. But I'm just, I'm saying that 
people need to listen to their bodies. So you have this leak at your seventh vortex and your first vortex because you don't believe that you're worthy and deserving. And you may think you believe that, but from an emotional perspective, you don't, or you wouldn't allow this type of leaking to occur in your body, especially when the cones meet right at the solar plexus, right at the uh, immune system area. You are taking tons of energy into your third eye. So you're very intuitive and psychic. So to stop these leaks, I think if you could wake up in the morning, sorry, kind of diverse there a little bit, wake up in the morning, this would be for everyone and say cool things to yourself. Go to your favorite view in the house or go outside, walk on morning dew because it's really great for grounding, which will help you pull up energy into your physical form and start saying out loud, thank you for my genius. Thank you for all of my amazing abilities. Thank you for my mastership. Thank you for my ability to unconditionally self-love. Just go into this generosity prayer about yourself and how magnificent you are for like 10 minutes every day. These leaks will go away and start saying no to other people. That's why I remembered that person because they needed to say no to, and they needed to say no to sugar. I don't know if that relates to you or not. <laughs> I hope that's helpful. Thank you. Hi, Marie. My name is Lauren, and I'm calling from Colorado. Um, I first was introduced to you through Alex Ferrari's podcast. I thoroughly enjoyed that, so thank you so much. Um, I am new, er, newer to exploring my spirituality, and I started manifesting maybe six months ago, um, but I definitely feel like I'm, I still have a lot to learn. Um, one question that I have is I noticed that for the last few months, um, there are certain rooms in my house that whenever I walk in them, the light bulbs start flickering. And it's not something that happens around my husband or my children. It's mainly when I'm in the rooms. Um, so I wasn't sure if that usually means something about my energy or if maybe it's just something weird about my house. Um, so if you could give any feedback, I would thoroughly appreciate it. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Hi, Lauren. That's a good question. The same phenomenon happened to me and many people I know when they really started to open up to their multisensory experiences. Um, light bulbs can go out. I used to break vacuum cleaners, which really sucks because they're kind of expensive. I'm not breaking them anymore. Like now I have three vacuums. <laughs> um, but, uh, microwaves can blow out. It's a sign that you've raised your vibration significantly. Your energy system is starting to affect energy. One of the things I still can't wear are watches. I break them. And of course, when I was a nurse, because that's when they started to break, um, I would have to go buy another one right away because I have to read, I had to read people's respirations and their pulse while I'm at their bedside. And it was sometimes it was hard to kind of lean back and watch the clock through IV poles. And, you know, sometimes we had the room really dark. If someone was asleep, you still had to go in their room and check their vital signs regularly. So not only is this good, it's a very good sign, but be prepared for something else that's going to happen. So it can start off as lights in your house, but after a while, like it could happen tomorrow, you'll be driving in your car and streetlights are going to go out. So it is a sign from the universe and um, a sign to you that you are doing great. You're on your path. You're expanding your energy and you're affecting human electricity. I used to record all of my sessions. I mean, I've, I've been doing this for a while. So we've gone through, you know, cassettes, CDs. Now we do everything on, you know through computers and send it hightail. And sometimes when I record and I still occasionally people want to actually have a session on the phone and I record it on a small device that I have. Sometimes it won't record. If the energy is really intense, it won't record. So when that happens, cause I don't know till afterwards, I'll have to make an appointment with that client and do like a 20 minute recap of our session. So your energy is affecting electricity. It's a compliment. It's a good thing. Congratulations. And watch out for more. Ho hopefully you won't break vacuum cleaners. I don't think you will. <laughs> I need a garage sale. I got a lot of stuff to get rid of and probably a couple of vacuums. All right. Have a good day.
Hi, Marie. My name is Jessica. I have a question for you. I recently became a stay-at-home mom of two under two. Being a mom was a dream that I have always had. Um, I thought I would love it and thrive at it, and I am very much struggling. My husband works at a time, three weeks out of the month, um, and I am alone a lot during the day with no other adult conversation. Um, I have really hard, long days, and I have just recently began taking antidepressants. I am wondering if you could maybe read my energy and tell me, one, I'd like to know if the antidepressants have any negative energy or a negative effect on my energy, um, psychic abilities, etc. And also what I could do to have easier days and find joy because right now I am not finding hardly any joy. I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Hi, Jessica. I didn't mean to laugh, by the way. I just remember, you know, because I had three kids two years apart and uh, I went back to college. Um, I was trying to finish college. I kept having children. <laughs> so it took me a while to finish uh, my prerequisites. And then I got into the nursing school and my youngest was six months old. Um, but going to school, I, I didn't have to be gone every single day. You know, I didn't have to be gone for hours at a time. And my former spouse and my kid's dad and I, we worked opposite shifts. So he worked um, graveyard or evening while I went to school. And then when I started working, I worked graveyard for quite a while. Don't necessarily recommend that. But when I, before I kind of went back to school or, you know, cause I would have to take time off and I would get depressed too. It was, I love, love, raising children. I loved having kids. It was my dream as well since I was very young. It's it's one of my greatest joys. It's definitely one of the reasons why I wanted to come to earth. I love my kids tremendously. But I needed more. Now, part of that could have been in my situation. I didn't have a really good spouse. I, I'm not saying that's your situation at all, but your spouse is gone. And raising kids is hard work. It, it's a lot of work. It's exhausting. You know, changing diapers and cleaning up things and cooking, it's exhausting. So uh, I didn't have a great spouse and for my my emotional health and well-being. He was actually helpful in the house. He cooked, he cleaned, he braided hair. So, he, you know, we were a good team, if you will. But emotionally, I wasn't fulfilled. I don't think you're getting fulfilled emotionally. You need that. So I have a couple ideas. And you have little kids, so probably not going back to work quite yet. But maybe you could hire a helper who could come into the house and help with the kids while your husband's gone. I think that would be great for you. Someone you could talk with, someone you can hold a baby while you unload the dishwasher. I just think you need that interaction. And I think it'll make you a thousand times happier. And you could then escape every once in a while, go have lunch with a friend, go buy a cute shirt, you know, and, and I do think there is some disconnect with your spouse emotionally. I, I, I don't mean anything, you know, super problematic, but maybe let him know, Hey, I need more emotional su support. Text me, send me flowers more often. Tell me you love me. Tell me how proud you are of me. You also love verbal praise, which is not a bad thing. It's one of, of the five languages of love. It happens to be one of mine, by the way. And and, and so he needs to be a little bit more aware of that. I know he's busy. You're busy. You're, you know, he's used to this independent woman who was very fulfilled in her work life. And, and you are working. You're probably working harder than you ever have in your, in your life. In fact, when I uh, worked in the hospital, I went there to relax <laughs> and I worked in oncology. So you, you, you don't think you would relax there, but I did. And I got paid <laughs> to relax versus being at home, which again, I loved, 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 um, you know, raising kids. So that's what I think. Hire a helper to help you fold laundry, hold kids, go get some coffee. Get, you just, you need more interaction. You need uh, more adult interaction and you need someone to help you. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's the hardest job on the planet to successfully raise a family. That's what I think. And good job. I'm glad you're doing it. And thank you for your service, literally. Um, and go hire someone to help you and let your husband verbally and emotionally support you more. Just have a, a talk about it. You'll be happier. Okay. Bye-bye. Hi, Marie. This is Rachel. I'm calling from California. And, um, woo. Oh, gosh. I didn't set the timer. Um, That's okay. 
My uh, question is, is I've been getting some financial help just during the holidays um, from my brother and his wife and um, and for my birthday. And he sold his company and she said it wouldn't be what it was before. And I've not heard from him. He hasn't called me in a couple of years. So I'm getting concerned. What do you see? Do you see if that money is going to stop? He had some health problems. Um, And so she's obviously, they're well off, but she's obviously going to take care of her family and her kids if anything happens to him. So I was wondering if you saw that that's going to stop or really get less than what it was. I need to bring in some more money um, in order to just basically survive. I just, I have what I need. Um, And so I was wondering if you saw any way or anything, any skills or anything coming in where I could be self-supportive, my own person, my own boss. I was doing art for a while. I thought I was making angels and then COVID happened and stuff. And so the bookstores closed down and Etsy really wasn't it for me to sell them on. And I wasn't able to get it uh, I was going to wash it in a gold wash. These angels, nature spirits, um, they look like they're made out of stone, but they weren't coming out right where I could go out there with a big bang and, and try to really market them. And, um, uh, a celebrity who saw them or talked to me or something once said, you know, to put them on Etsy, that's where she gets her art and it's great, but I just don't see that happening. Cause you type in angels and there's a million things. I don't think they're that good for me, to, for me to make money. Although an angel reader did say she saw something in them many years ago and she got three of them. But if there's any input, any feeling you could see, I'm trying to just to keep my apartment. I have everything I need. Um, so is my brother going to stop helping me? Um, like if he crosses over, does that stop or, and is there anything you see where I could bring in some more money? Um, okay. Um, just place that in the light and I would be so grateful if you could, um, assist me in this. And I'm glad we like the same colors. I have a bird banner and we like the same blues and all that. So they're really gorgeous. Okay. God bless. Bye. Okay. Okay. So Rachel, People come to earth for different reasons. I believe I'm saying the correct name. Yes, Rachel. Um, you, one of the reasons why you came to earth here is to learn some practical things and to do some practical things. And you have a lot of resistance against it. You don't want to do it. <laughs> and so it would be critical for you. Go get a job. If you don't have one, do something fun, like work in a coffee shop. At least I think that would be fun, even though I, don't drink a lot of coffee. I, th- I think it would be fun, you know, walking all day and making cool drinks. But you need to start to become practical. And it, it's going to help you ground. It's going to bring more of that light energy inside of you. Because even though you are light, you're also in a human form living on a planet that requires practicality. I think that your art could do very well, actually. But I want you to go get a job if you don't have one. That's critical. I do think the money, they're, they're very conscientious and kind to you. They've kind of bent over backwards for you, in my opinion, because family members don't have to share wealth if they don't want to. It's, it's not necessary. People are meant to create their own wealth. It's normal to have financial freedom. Um, so they definitely don't want to give you any more but they feel some sort of obligation for you. I'm not sure why. Um, So for now, I think you're going to continue to get the same amount, but you're not going to get any big payout. I don't think that's going to happen. And I don't think you should. I think you should put on your big girl pants or big human pants or guy pants or whatever you want to call them and, and, and go out and be a little bit more productive. Now, if you don't have a job, that is. Now, what also needs to change, especially for your art, 
and, and creating a job that you enjoy or like is that you have to change your relationship to wealth. Wealth is just simply subatomic particles. That's all it is. So I always have people think of something that really authentically brings them joy each time they engage with wealth. So before you transfer funds, you think of this thing that brings you joy. Before you touch your wallet or grab cards or cash or, you know, fill out checks before you have any interaction with wealth, it's imperative that you shift your energy and you have this belief inside of you that you can't make it on your own, that people have to help you. And I don't think that's true, by the way, I really don't. Um, so I'm, I'm scanning you to find out what brings you joy, that high vibrational joy so that you can align with it. Okay. And I finally seen something. I actually see soil. You remember in school, and maybe this didn't happen for you when you were in a science class or whatnot, they, they would have these, I'm sure they don't use styrofoam anymore, but they would have these cute little styrofoam cups and you fill it up with soil and you put little seeds in them. And it was part of the science project to watch the germination process and the little buds of green to come up above the soil. That makes you happy, like soil, earth, and you need to get grounded anyway. Um, so try that out. Maybe the cups are sitting in sunlight and the little buds are starting to blossom. Try that out every time you interact with wealth so that you can start to create a wonderful connection to resources so you can have the resources that you want. So that is what I'm thinking. I hope that's helpful. Hi, my name is Aaron. I just found and ran across your podcast and... I'm out there lost in the woods searching for help. So um, my big question is, what can I do at this point to come back to myself? I don't feel like who I am after a couple of really bad years in the hospital. Um, I lost a lot of people in my life and uh, family members have died, but I'm not connected to anybody anymore. Um, I don't know what to do about it. I have really bad migraines. I've had one every day for the past three years and the only day I've had one not day without having a migraine and I started crying. Um, I still have them every day. Uh, my only goal right now is to come back to who I felt like I was before this, where there was a possibility of something great happening because I don't even have that now. Um, any thoughts on what I can do about it? Um, I'm trying to find as much, data as I can about it, trying to read as much as I can about it, trying to think about <laughs> about it as much as I can. I've got memory problems with short-term loss. Um, I hit my head really hard. Uh, I can't hear on the left side anymore. I'm wearing a hearing aid now. Um, but I'm out of the hospital and I'm alive. Uh, I bought a de deck of tarot cards uh, the other day, and I'm not sure if that will help anything. I just don't know what to do with them. Um, I don't remember what I'm doing with them while I'm got them in my hands um and any thoughts on what i can do about that or in the future to not feel so alone i guess um and to remember who i am because uh, my life was happy it was terrible and awesome at the same time but i understood there was a reason for that at this point i don't know why i don't even know why i'm here uh, and why i woke up um so uh, thanks for your help. If you have any uh, ideas of what I should do, thought about transcendental meditation, but I contacted them, haven't really heard from them yet. Um, I'm just lost and kind of sad about it. It's been about a couple of years now. <laughs> so thanks for your help and uh, hope to hear from you. Thanks. Bye. Hi, Aaron. And I'm so glad you're out of the hospital and I'm happy that you're still here with us in the world, unfortunately, or Unfortunately, it's just normal for people to die. In the U.S., we really need a huge education on life and death, and we need to talk about it. Um, recently, a, a dear family member of ours passed. My um, son-in-law's mom just crossed over, and it's something we've been talking about in our family, even with the kids, you know, because um, it's critical. It's important. Um, she's just a beloved, incredible human being, and I, I'm so happy I got to meet her. Um, a few times um, and share a beautiful wedding with her when our children married each other. And yeah, a lovely human being. But this is a temporary reality. People cross and we really need to re-educate 
humanity, especially Americans, because we're just lost and confused about the entire thing. So I think you're very psychic. There's nothing wrong with not remembering what you experienced with the tarot card. I don't remember my sessions, period. So, so on my schedule, it'll have a person's name and, and they'll have an R if they're a repeat or an N if they're a new client. And that's critical for me because anyone I've seen before is going to expect me to remember them. And, and I can, if I focus, if I focus within, I mean, I won't remember them right away, that's for sure. But within five to 10 minutes, I'll start to read, their energy may become familiar to me 90% of the time. But it's actually a good sign when it comes to psychic energy and intuition to not recall things because you're, when you're in psychic energy, you're very, very present. This is something my children are understanding all these smart intellectual kids that parenting is a very incredible present experience. You know, just loving your kid. It's a, it's an incredible present experience. So you kind of forget things because when you're so present, you don't have a lot of recall about it because you're supposed to go to the next present moment and the next present moment. So I think it's a good sign that you don't recall the tarot. What I think would be critical for you is to fall madly in love with you. That's what's next. You have to love yourself. You were not raised by loving people. No disrespect to your parents. I'm sure they loved you, but they weren't outwardly loving people. They didn't talk lovingly way. There's definitely certain cultures and certain groups of families that don't really do that. They don't have a lot of verbal praise or love for their kids. I, I think that's not a good idea, by the way. Um, but, you know, different people are raised differently. And so they have different ideas and different experiences. But you need to fall madly in love with you. Madly in love with you. And it's an emotional experience. It's a great book. It's called Love Yourself as If Your Life Depended on It. It is on my uh, website. I don't know if there's an actual link to it, but it's on our referral page. It's written by a guy who I can't remember his name. I may have even interviewed him, um, but he was a dot-com guy, very successful and got sick. And in order for him to get well, he fell in love with himself. But falling in love with oneself is critical for no matter what we want to develop, no matter what we want to change. It's critical to spend enormous amounts of time loving oneself. So that means once again, the definition of ego is incorrect in the dictionary. I kind of feel like when whoever wrote that definition was only thinking of narcissists and, you know, not everyone's a narcissist or has narcissistic tendencies. We have a fair amount of narcissists on the planet right now, but it's not everyone. It's, it's probably not 50% of the population. It's kind of a high number, but it's not that high. So falling in love with you would be great. Um, I think what could be helpful is some near infrared and red light therapy. I like platinum therapy. I also like red rush. But if you decide to do that, get a panel or maybe where you live, sometimes spas or chiropractors have panels and you could try them out first to see if you like them because I don't want anything to activate the headache. Um, but if you decide to use some red light therapy and, and it has to be done a certain way, meaning that, like that's why I mentioned these two brands because they're FDA approved and they have the right combination of um, measurement of red light and near infrared light that come together, they work really well for healing. They're amazing. Um, don't put it on your face, put it on the lower half of your body uh, so that you can, uh, so it won't bother your eyes and potentially affect headaches. Headaches are a sign of psychic phenomenon. It means what headaches mean to me, especially consistent ones, migraines means that the person's very psychic and they're blocking their intuition. So to help yourself unblock your intuition, fall madly and deeply in love with you. And I'm glad you're on the planet. You're here to have fun. That's why people are here. So that's why we have to discover what brings us joy and what fulfills us. And you do that through falling in love with yourself. That's the main ingredient to everything, actually. Okay, thank you. Hi, Marie, this is Kristen. Something incredible and perplexing is happening. Every day, all the time, I see number synchronicities on clocks, on license plates, and t-shirts while I'm reading. These messages are so frequent that I take screenshots on my phone each time in order to reflect and research angel numbers at the end of the day. Astoundingly, I might have 20 to 30 beginning from a mid 
dream wake up at 3.33 a.m. to my car's odometer this morning that reads 1, 2, 3, 4, 4, 4. What I know is that this is a backwards process, time folding upon and into itself over the past six years. Excruciatingly and yet willfully, I pried myself out of a very toxic relationship. Ever so slowly, I would wake up each early morning called to listen to podcasts on narcissism while he slept beside me. And then, click, 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 I turned all my knowledge on the subject towards him, realizing what my constant anxiety meant, realizing my recurring dreams in which he was only partially there, and finally realizing I had to get out because my light and my life was be were being drained. I used to reject the and dis dismiss the notion of loving myself. But now on my intuitive nature walks, as I call them, I see so much beauty in instances that the universe is so funny. Like leaving a handmade book of quotes on a brush-filled hill next to a busy street where I walk. I'm clearer. My system is not coursing with anxiety and fear anymore. Where once I studied theology, now I have a building faith in uni, as I call her. With this inner opening, I'm pulling myself together to erode old beliefs and manifesting mass massive financial abundance to take care of my son. He, it is a privilege for me to be his mother, but I'm trying to get everything together to show him. Could you please share some insights on a couple topics? Why was this toxic man in my life? What are these number synchronicities relaying to me more than the uni being right next to me and saying, keep going, keep going? I would love to know your, your ideas. Thank you so much for your presence and teaching me how to listen to myself and wiggle my toes when I'm meditating so that I can feel my body still. All your tools and techniques are so incredibly helpful. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. I hope that, um, I hope to hear you soon. Thank you. Bye. Goodbye, Kristen. That was so poetic. You're a poet. I think you should start writing poetry, especially about spirituality. You know, we haven't really had, but not that I'm a huge avid reader of poetry, but I do love it. Um, we haven't had a lot of poets recently that combine spirituality and consciousness with it. Rumi comes to mind, but that was a while ago, although it's continually retranslated in different ways. So your first question about why you allowed yourself importantly to have this relationship. So, and we were, I was just talking about narcissists before we listened to your voicemail. So narcissism, true narcissism is a very, very, very deep, painful wound. You know, something tragic happened to that person in this lifetime, but also past lives, because we're really working on our past lives in this lifetime. But because we forget what we're working on is where our energy is moving through the veil. Most people forget. Um, and they come into their body, it's reintroduced to us, usually at a lesser degree than the past life experiences. And each time we incarnate to work on a particular wound, the, the story gets more comfortable and less terrible, but it feels the same, by the way. Until it's healed, it's going to feel the same. So narcissists are extremely wounded people. That doesn't mean anyone should have them in their life. That should not be happening, um, especially old souls. Old souls should not have narcissists in their life. Narcissists are young souls too, right? They're, they're very young. They haven't learned compassion yet. So um, old souls can have deep wounds too. And old souls who are purely focused on others and ignoring their own needs and not working into self-compassion are naturally attracted to narcissists or young souls with narcissistic tendencies. So even though his wound is significant and severe in terms of your experiences and other people's experiences with narcissists, your wound is or was just as challenging and difficult. So it's kind of like, like a magnet. You come together. Um, narcissistic type people are teaching older souls because it's that's usually the relationship that comes together because narcissists want a compassionate, kind, loving person to take care of them. 
That's what they want. They're not going to choose another person like them. If they do, that will be a better relationship, by the way. It will be better for sure. So they're attracted to people who are going to go, are you okay? What's wrong? Oh my gosh. And, and take on all the responsibility. They'll be okay if the narcissist never apologizes, at least for a long time, or, or takes any responsibility. So you come together because the narcissist is trying to teach the older soul who has its own deep wounds. I just don't have a name for it. Um, ignoring themselves. So let's call it that. They're teaching them selfishness. They're trying to teach them to be more selfish because that's critical. You can't just have the, the, the energy move to one side. It, the energy needs to be in the middle. You know, when someone's an overly compassionate person and overly empathetic and only thinks about and cares about others, that's not healthy either. So the narcissist is trying to teach that to the older soul and the older soul is trying to teach selflessness to the narcissist. Now, it doesn't mean that there, I don't believe in contracts. I'm not like other spiritualists. I have very different belief systems. Um, and I believe creation is my greatest teacher. All of ours, really. It's not just my teacher. It's everyone's teacher. So there's no contracts because souls are independent agents and we have free will. It's the strongest law throughout all the universes. So it's not like you have to stay together, which you found out in order to heal him so you can heal. That's not necessary. Um, and, and you left appropriately. That's great. So that's why you came into that relationship. You want to heal this wound that you had way before you met this person. It's from multiple lifetimes where you have sacrificed yourself for others and you didn't listen to yourself or honor yourself. You took care of others and that's not healthy. You want to be balanced where you are naturally compassionate. Of course you are. You always will be, but to be equally compassionate to yourself, which is quite remarkable in my opinion. Not, I can't remember. Although I think you answered the question to the numbers, but you're very poetic. You're intuitive. You might have more ideas, but I really believe it's the universe cheerleading us and honoring us because humans get off kilter so quickly. <laughs> and so when we get back in alignment, the numbers are going three, 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 you know, because like, oh, finally, I'm out of my head. I'm not analyzing. I'm not processing. I'm not lowering my vibration. And the universe is complimenting me. And then because those numbers are heartfelt for you and joyful, you raise your vibration even further. So I would think about them in your case as well, is that the universe is helping you to calibrate your energy because you get excited about it. You raise your frequency. And once you calibrate your energy to a certain vibration, you maintain it. And that's critical. As we expand, we change our frequency and our vibration. We hold a different calibration. It's really quite incredible. Okay. Well, I have other things to do, everyone. I love the format of this podcast. I'm going to start interviewing people soon. Um, my first interview will be Suzanne Giesman. I'll be releasing that interview, I believe, in April because she wrote a beautiful new book that I fell in love with. So uh, she and I will be recording that interview soon, but I'll release it sometime in April. And I'll release it as an extra podcast. So have a lovely day. I'm going to go off and see clients and teach a class tonight. If you're ever interested in classes I teach on my own platform and um, with the shift network, just go to energyintuitive.com. Have a beautiful day. Bye everybody.